G'day and thanks for joining us for this week's Two Ticks Town Talk, a segment of the Australia Talks podcast. I'm DK. And I'm RD. Please enjoy this segment from the regular podcast. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Two weeks ago, I spoke about the Pink Lake on an island outside of Western Australian town of Esperance. This week, we're travelling 1,750 kilometres from there to Mount Gambier, South Australia, right on the border with Victoria, and we're going to talk about another lake. That's right. This isn't Two Ticks Town Talk. This is Two Ticks Lake Talk. <laughs> it's a, it's a, well, this, this lake's not pink. This lake's blue. It's actually called uh, the, the Blue Lake. Um, it's also known as uh, War War. Uh, it is a large, monomeic crater lake located in the dormant volcanic crater. That's right. Australia does have volcanoes. We have briefly spoken about this before, but for listeners that haven't listened to the past or are unaware, Australia does not have any active volcanoes. Um, and we have very few dormant volcanoes, but this one is also dormant. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, and it, there are conflicting dates on the estimation for its last eruption, and these vary wildly from <laughs> 4,300 years ago, 6,000 years ago, or 28,000 years ago. Huh. I know, geographically speaking, they're all in the blink of an eye, but I don't know. It just seems like a wild estimation. Either way, it's un- very unlikely to erupt anytime soon. Um, and that's great. So, this is a fun fact. A little bit of history. <clears throat> the peak of the dormant Mount Gambier crater was sighted in 1800 by Lieutenant James Grant from the survey brig HMS Lady Nelson. And it was named after Lord James Gambier, Admiral of the Fleet. And it was the first place named by the British in what would later become the colony of South Australia. Huh. Once again, a geographic feature named after a man that lived very, very far away. The Blue Lake, also called Wawa, is one of four lakes in the dormant volcano complex and the sites of cultural significance to the Boendic people who assigned dual names by the city of Mount Gambia in February 2022, which is kind of cool. So their traditional name for the lake is Wawa. Ah, oh, right, right, yep. Blue Lake is thought to be an average of 72 metres or 236 feet deep and in places reaches 75 metres or 246 feet deep. But there are some unconfirmed mentions Couple of, a couple of stories about a cave, a natural cave, that drops down a whopping 204 or 669 feet, 204 metres, uh, at its maximum yeah. depth. Uh, but again, it, it's not really explored because 72 metres, whilst that is quote-unquote quite shallow, it's also like pretty deep you're not going scuba diving you know so that's pretty extreme 72 meters was shallow uh 
It's called a shallow lake. So I don't wow, know. <laughs> I thought seventy-two was a fair way down. It feels like it's it's not a very wide lake. Uh, so I'll get into some physical measurements. Uh, actually, no, I didn't write them down. Uh, it's about it's about two hundred meters across. It's roughly circular, um, it's sort of like an oval shape. Uh, so oh. it's not it's not massive, and I feel like. It massively wide, so I feel like um, seventy-two to seventy-five meters uh, deep is is actually, you know, fairly deep. But they do call it a shallow crater. I think it's because volcanic uh, volcanic craters can be absolutely huge. So, uh, so I've got some figures here. Maximum width is six hundred and fifty-seven meters, or two thousand one hundred and sixty-five feet. And its length, as I said, it's sort of oval shaped. Its length is 1,087, sorry, meters wide or long, and th- which is 3,566 feet. So I guess when you consider its length to depth ratio, I guess you could call it uh, shallow, but I don't know. Yeah. 72 meters seems pretty deep to me. But as I said, there are unconfirmed. Uh, reports of there being a cave system underneath, which may be a little bit of foreshadowing. Now, <clears throat> each November, the lake turns, and the reason it's called Blue Lake, and the reason I'm even talking about it, is because <laughs> each November, the lake turns a deep turquoise colour, gradually turning into a duller blue in February to March. Now, Adit, I'm going to send you a photo right now and this photo is in the public domain so we can we'll put it in the show notes as well so that all of you listeners if you're listening to this in a car pull over have a look see this color of this lake it's very blue it's stunning it's amazing uh it looks like it was blue what we what did you say just said it looks like it was dyed blue it does. I was going to say, it looks like somebody's put a, a filter on and just cranked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh. like, you know, uh, sometimes in the toilets, you have that blue dye in the <laughs> upper cistern. It looks like that. Um, so, and the, well, the, the amazing thing is that it it is seasonal, that it changes this color. And because during uh, February to March, so during the sort of the, the those months, it's it's much, much duller. So the exact cause of this color change phenomenon is still a matter of conjecture, but it likely involves the warming of the surface layers of the lake, blah, 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 blah. the warming of the surface layers of the lake during the summer, which get to about 20 degrees Celsius on average, which is 68 Fahrenheit. Uh, causing calcium carbonate to participate out of solution and enabling microcrystallites of calcium carbonate to form. This causes a scattering of the blue wavelengths of sunlight, which gives it that blue colour. And during winter, the lake becomes well mixed, and recent research indicates that during this phase of the color cycle, the lake is somewhat murkier due to the redistribution of tannins and calcium carbonate particles throughout the lake. The solar elevation has also been found to influence the perceived color of the lake and the movement of platonic life forms within the lake during the season during the day may 
additionally play part to the color change, which is pretty cool. Now, Mount Gambier, the town, literally, this is in the town, so it's not, it's like just outside uh, the town of Mount Gambier, and it's other subterranean features are actually going to be the topic of my next Two Text Town Talk on the 20th of February. So, while this is a short one, this is but a taste of the incredible geography that is around the southeast South Australia, particularly in the town of Mangambia. So, come a two-parter. Back. A two-parter because... There's a lot to talk about with subterranean features in the town of Mount Gambia. And the town itself has a long storied history. So I didn't want to go too much. I felt like we got the lake from last week or last yep. fortnight. We got the lake this time. Instead of doing a huge, big, long one, we're going to break this into a two-parter. So remember... Oh, I like that, that bit of continuity. Remember that lake. Remember that cave that might be in that lake. And we'll come back in a fortnight and we're going to talk more about Mount Gambia. I don't have nightmares about bloody underwater caving. So hey, that was a, That's an a impressive blue. Did you, uh, and sorry, you're probably going to have to go back on your, your notes here. Uh, they said they were sort of speculating about why it could be just so blue. Did you say one of them was the seasonal position of the sun? Yes. Uh, that's interesting. So they think the, the solar elevation being the position of the solar sun in the sky, yeah, has actually been found to influence the perceived colour of the lake. Now, that may be because, well, I mean, it's almost certainly because of the refraction of the light through the water. Mm. Um, but it also may be because we know there is platonic life, so microorganisms within the lake, they also may be more active when the solar elevations sort of out at zenith or something like that, which may also play a part into the, the colour of the lake changing. That's speculation, but there's something going on with the elevation of the sun and where it is in relation to the surface of the water that definitely appears to have a, re- a direct correlation on the colour of the lake, which isn't out of the realm of, of um, scientific theory considering... Our last lake a fortnight ago was pink and very milky pink, uh, bubblegum pink, uh, that was completely controlled by the micro microbacteria that were in, found inside the lake. So the fact that it changes and becomes more blue with the sun, to me, understanding how that lake system works kind of makes sense. Though mm. this lake is very clear, so... At the same time, I think it it can't, it mustn't have as much to do with it compared to, say, our milky pink chocolate, uh, uh, strawberry milk lake from last last <laughs> fortnight ago. So, oh, because it ha- it's it happens uh, like it's a it's a regular thing, like it's it's a it's a seasonal thing. You said, didn't you? So mm-hmm. you could you could literally plan to go up to Mount Gambia to see the Blue Lake and. Uh, have reasonable expectations you're not going to get dudded exactly exactly right. and the, and the reason i think and again i'm not 100 percent sure of this but sort of reading between the lines i think the reason that there is not as much research into 
the lake as probably a lot of listeners, even myself, would like to know. Like, I want to know about that cave, um, if it exists and, and what the deal is. Uh, because I think at this point it's uh, a, a bit of a protected environment. So there is a little bit of the bureaucracy that's getting involved uh, with some of the research in the lake. Also, I think part of it as well is this lake isn't as, uh, let's say, scientifically sexy as some of the other coloured lakes right. in Australia, uh, like our lake from last week, which is... Pink is not a normal color of a lake, you know. Blue, you know, there are blue lakes in the world. Whilst it's beautiful and incredible and you should go and visit it, um, you know, if you were doing your microbiology, marine biology course, this is probably not high on your list of places to go compared to, say, some of the other uh, more uh, crazy colored or rainbow lakes, as we like to call them. Oh, very interesting. I'd be interested to be looking forward to, uh, well, that'll be in a fortnight's time because I'll be doing Two Ticks Town Talk. So, yeah, listeners, stay stay tuned for a fortnight to hear more about Mount Gambia. Interesting, DK. And I know someone's going to, they're driving, kicking themselves right now, going, screaming at their speaking, saying, can you swim in it? I want to go for a swim in the Blue Lake. And the answer to that question is, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I have seen photos of people swimming in it, but I'm pretty sure they were for the photo op. I don't think. It doesn't appear uh, the, like it's in a crater, so the rim is is not – there's no beach or anything. It's quite – Right. It, right. It, it's like cliffs all around it. So I don't think it's something you can really get access to. Um, but yeah, don't know. Uh, don't go and do it. I don't <laughs> recommend it. If, you, if you're listening to this, go and have a look. Don't bring your swimmers. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs>